Well, looks like we've got some more coaching news. Doc Rivers has gone to the Philadelphia 76ers. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. I just finished recording my New Orleans Pelicans season review podcast. As I finished up with that, I saw the news that Doc Rivers had been signed to be the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to release this little mini reaction show to that first, and then tomorrow you'll get the Pelicans show. Uh, So six shows this week you get. So that Pelicans show will just be pushed back a day. And I'm pretty sure at the start of that Pelicans show, I said by the time you're listening to this show, Doc Rivers is probably going to be signed by the Philadelphia 76ers. So he's out of contention for the Pelicans job. And of course, that is 100% true. So Doc was fired by the Clippers. Was that the wrong move from the Clippers? I think there was always a, a risk of him being fired after the way that they played in the bubble. Um, and some of it's not just the way that they played. Um, it, it was the concerns. Oh, yeah, Paul George was obviously yeah really bad in those closeout games against the Nuggets. Kawhi had his moments. Montrez Harrell was a disaster. Lou Williams struggled. Pat Beverly. There's so many players struggled. And that's not always on Doc. But you've got to look at it in a whole. Right, They didn't like the way they played against Dallas. Fair enough. This is a Dallas team that didn't even have Porzingis, and Luka Doncic was out there really pushing them. They're a team that should have been and the, the title favorites or close to it and knocked out in the second round after being a 3-1 up. That, that's a problem, but it's not just while well, the players were bad. It's that some of Doc's decision-making was terrible. The Montrez Harrell stuff was unforgivable. It's been obvious to me, at least, all season that Harrell is not the guy that you need out there to close games. The majority of minutes, or at least half of the minutes, needed to be going to Ivica Zubats because he fits better with your other good players. Harold just either takes possessions away from those guys or is an absolute sieve defensively. Now, he had a lot of struggles in the bubble, Montrez, and that didn't work out for him with his grandma passing away for COVID-19. He was out of shape and he couldn't play. But that's the thing. He couldn't play and Doc shouldn't have played him. So it's a terrible decision-making move that Doc made that, in the end, did it cost them the Clippers? I can't say that that's the one move that cost them, but it definitely didn't cost them. Try again. It definitely didn't not cost them. It was poor decision-making. So were the Clippers right to move on from Doc? That's debatable. I think that it is... It's a little. It's shocking that they actually did it. But I don't think it's shocking in that the move was made. Now, as for Philadelphia, they got rid of Brett Brown. Was that the right move? Brown's had lots of opportunities. I'm not sure he's all to blame, but I think I soured somewhat on his coaching ability this season. Uh, and that's fair enough. They It looked like Mike D'Antoni was an absolute shoo-in to get this Sixers job, that he was going to be taking the reins there. And I didn't think that was necessarily the best fit. Doc Rivers became available. Philadelphia went in and said, uh, we want to get you. And that's what they did, and signed him to a five-year deal. The Sixers are you know, pushing one of the worst front offices and ownership groups in the NBA. They're not quite there, but they are absolutely one of the worst. And some of the the Alton brand, he should not be in this position. 
Uh, Colangelo's stuff was a disgusting act by him, but also just the fact of bringing Jerry in and then bringing Brian in after that, and then the burner stuff was obviously horrible. And the front office has been just swinging and missing for years and years and years. Is this a swing and a miss to get Doc Rivers in to be their new head coach? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. Now, what does this do for fantasy values of guys like Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, um, Ben Simmons? Like, what does Doc do differently on this team? Now, he's had Tobias Harris before, and he unlocks some pretty good stuff out of Tobias. But that was when Tobias Harris was his number one option, and Tobias Harris is no longer your number one option on this team. Doc was pretty stubborn in his rotations. He's consistently been stubborn in his rotations. And one of the massive criticisms that he was made of him and of you know, his older Clipper teams, the Blake and Chris Paul era, is that he didn't stagger them. He'd just run the same rotation pattern, take them out, and then be have moments on the court where neither Chris Paul or Blake Griffin was on the court. You cannot have that in Philadelphia. You cannot have a situation where you take both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid out and have no one else on the floor. Not only is it bad to have your two best players off, but the fact that those guys probably both thrive when they're on the court without the other one. So ideally, you want to maximize that time that your stars are out there by themselves and splitting those guys up. Can Doc create a rotation that works? Can he get more out of Josh Richardson? What does he do with an Al Horford? I'm I'm not... It's a great name hire. Doc Rivers... Ripper bloke, one of the best blokes in the NBA from all accounts, super, super bloke. Coaching, I think he did a really strong job last season. This season, probably not as good, but still really good trying to manage that locker room. But the fact that he was had to manage that locker room, and he didn't because there's so many leaks of unhappiness in that Clippers locker room, is a worry. And this is a Sixers team that has concerns. Keith Pompey, host of Locked on Sixers, reported last week that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons just do not like each other. So now you're coming in from a situation where your team doesn't like Paul George. Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, they've got issues with Paul George to a team where your two stars don't like each other. Doc couldn't smooth over that problem with the Clippers. I don't know whether he can smooth over this problem with the Sixers. He's obviously got the reputation that these players should be respectful of, given where they are in their careers, but I don't know that that will necessarily happen. It's a good PR move. Everyone loves Doc. This yeah, People love Doc. It's a great hire. It's not hiring Ima Udoka. It's not hiring David Blatt or Igor Kokoshkov. It's not a move like that. It's Doc Rivers. He signed for a five-year deal. He's also not having any front office dues, which is fantastic because he's terrible at that. Doc's reputation has waxed and waned. Really strong reputation in Boston. Went to the Clippers, had some struggles. The front office stuff killed him. Uh, built his reputation back up with strong coaching last season. On the wane a little bit now. This is an interesting one. I am not 100% in on it. Does Doc Rivers have enough as a coach to push this team to the next level? Is he better than Brett Brown? Yes. I would say yes. Does that mean that he can take this team to an NBA Finals? I'm not sure. This is all instant reaction stuff. I haven't really dug deeply into all of this stuff with Doc Rivers, but I, I'm not. I'm not sure. 
what does it do for the values of you know, Simmons and Embiid? I'm not really sure it changes too much about it. Doc Rivers is not the play, the coach I think is going to be out there. Ben, you have to shoot millions of threes. Can he get through to Simmons to at least get more of that confidence going? I reckon there's a chance of that. I think if he's going to unlock anybody, it is going to be Simmons, and we're going to see a little bit more from Ben. Embiid, I think, is what he is at this stage. Harris is going to be in that limited role. And everyone, their roster, that part of the problem is their roster. It's not necessarily the coach. It is the roster. But rotations are going to be big. And how they use these guys and the times they use them, how much are they going to force the Horford and Embiid pairing together, That I think we, they limit that quite a bit meaning there's openings there for guys like Shake Milton or whatever they do in the draft or free agency to bring in another wing player to play alongside Richardson, Simmons, and uh, and Harris. Will Doc use Simmons as a point guard? It doesn't really matter because even as we saw in the bubble, Simmons still controlled the ball you know, so much and he was able to get assists. So that doesn't really matter too much. It is a, a big move from the Sixers, a big name hire. Is it the best hire out there? Um I'm not I'm not certain it's the best move for them, but I'm also I also don't think it's a bad move. It's a better move than a Billy Donovan move from the Bulls for sure. Of course, the Bulls didn't have the option of getting Doc Rivers, um, but you know how he works with the chemistry issues that the Sixers have, and how he works with trying to get solid rotations, which have been a real problem with Doc Rivers over the course of his career, uh, are still questions that remain to be asked or answered. We'll see how all this pans out over the offseason and how, how they approach the offseason is going to be really key as to how I feel about these Sixers players. But a new coach in, Doc Rivers, maybe that changes things. I think it's probably a positive for Simmons. I'm not really sure about other guys. I think it's going to be a real negative for Al Horford personally. Uh, but he was already trending that way anyway. And I'm not really certain that it's going to be great for Josh Richardson, but that uh, that's that's sort of here, ne- neither here nor there. They'll do it, though, for me today. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Don't forget, tomorrow the Pelican Show will come out, so check out that one, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.